Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to Viral Transmissions, episode number 28. I'm Joe Fulgham. Joining me as usual is my co-host, Dr. Rob Tarswell. And coffee. Coffee. Viral Transmissions is supported in part by the BC Humanist Association. You can learn more at bchumanist.ca. So we've got a whole bunch of COVID news uh, and science to discuss. Oh, yes. uh, the the title of this episode. We're trying to pick titles uh, based on what we've got. This title for this one, if you uh, might have noticed at the top of the Twitch thing, is Don't Catch the Wave. And we'll find out pretty soon when we start talking about numbers. Choice. Yeah, so by the numbers, uh, the world is up to 39.2 million cases and 996,000 deaths, almost at a million. I, I believe in you, world. You can do it with help tomorrow, from America. So by tomorrow, we will have one Canada's worth of cases. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and we'll pass a million deaths tomorrow, no problem. Yeah, yeah. One, one quarter of those from the U.S., and the the yeah well we'll get to the way the numbers are looking uh usa is up to 7.1 million cases 204,000 deaths yep still the number three cause of death after heart attack and cancer yeah looking uh, good coronavirus yeah uh canada is at 148,000 cases and 9,242 deaths though which seems fine Again, much, much lower than America's, but I'm looking at the daily change of new cases yeah. graph yeah. for Canada, which actually, let me just bring it up for uh, new cases. Uh, there is uh, there is an upward slope there that we are it is, looking at anxiously. This is what I mean by the wave. Like it has, it has that exponential look to it. It really does. Like it's, it's, it's kind of scary to me. Let's get this on the screen. There we go. So here's our first wave, right? This was when we were all, it was like very few people had it. This is, look at this is March. My goodness, March. Remember when we were so young? Uh, and then all of a sudden, oh, this is very dangerous. Slammage. Boom. Ow, we should do something. And then we do something. And then we get to here and everybody goes, why are we crushing the economy? We have to open things and masks don't work. And it's all a conspiracy and everything's been, Wah! this is, this is so bad. This is fair. Most Canadians aren't doing that, but it doesn't take. That's what's going to happen. It doesn't. Yeah. We Sorry. Yeah, unless, unless we buckle down now, I'm not sure why Joe made gurgling noises there, but uh, perhaps it's the death rattle of the coronavirus. Um, no. So yeah, that's that's not a very pleasing looking graph. Um, it's not as sharp or fast as our April and late March curve, but it is certainly heading in the wrong direction at a time when all the kids are back in school. And mm. generally speaking, people are just less freaked out about it. People are less... Uh, collectively minded and looking to our uh authorities for answers yeah. which is uh, unfortunate so we're going to tend to possibly be more lackadaisical more indifferent and it might be harder to button this curve down than it was to button the last one down yeah yeah that's that's exactly my worry that like like, okay, the first one happened, but we were all worried about it and all went, okay, let's do this thing. And mm -hmm. the the denialists were not as prevalent, right? They had certainly not spread their message 
as much yeah. as they seem to have now. But now it seems like even here in Canada that there seems to be a big upswelling of anti-mask, anti-COVID uh, science, uh, right. people who, who don't believe it's real or something to worry about. There's uh, another happening. Save the Children rally in Vancouver today, which is just, that's... It's just QAnon. QAnon, yeah. QAnon in Canada. It's ridiculous. So, Schemial notes, it's interesting. The U.S.'s version of that wave is almost the reverse of Canada's. Huh, yeah. <laughs> we're always we're always one step behind America, um, and it so, seems like this is no exception. Yeah, so let's let's take a look at America's here. I can... Let me do this here. Let me get the sure. thing going. Because uh, it also bothers me. So here's America's. Let's get that full screen. Um, Flip it over, baby. Yeah. So we got this the, the big rise. And then the, oh, no, we better do something. And they went, well, I guess we'll kind of do. Actually, what, what's going on here is a whole bunch of America, specifically New York, going, oh, fuck. We'd better cut our numbers down. While at the same time, a whole bunch of America went, we don't give a fuck. And the the big down from New York and the big up from everybody else became this. Sort of the flat, flat there for a while. Yeah, just a slight decline. And then, like, what happened to in, on June 1st? Because that's, that's two weeks right there is oh, where the... If, if you remember, we talked about it. It was Memorial Day weekend. Oh, you're which right. Is, right, the May long weekend in the U.S., and we were sitting there watching for take cases God, to take off, hospitalizations it. to take off, and they did. But and the deaths did come back up, but they sort of stopped at around a thousand a day because this 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 second wave in the U.S. was hitting mainly twenty somethings who don't. Um, I mean, lots of them die, lots and lots of them did die. A thousand a day died, but the first wave was hitting a lot of long-term care homes, whereas mm-hmm. the second wave was hitting twenty somethings. So that difference of about sixty years accounted for the differences in mortality and america kind of kind of sort of button things down to only forty thousand cases a day and zip, they're on the upswing again and what did we just have about three weeks ago labor day yeah you can already see this rise right here like it did we yeah. got a huge dip on i guess that's that's on labor day the eighth when was the what's look at this giant drop here specifically on the seventh eighth anyway this one drop and then we're going right back up right there yeah so that that big drop would have probably been the three-day weekend where they wouldn't have been counting stats they're just or or just kind of bundling them to release and then there's that big shoot after labor day and and so yeah so and these upswings are all as we're going back to school that's another thing that really bothers like that just scares me about this is like regardless of going back to school we're on an upswing right and so we're sending kids back to school on an upswing yeah which means the chances of those kids get being infected is higher which means they're then going to have higher chances to spread it at school which means that they're going to spread it back at their homes when they catch it from a schoolmate who's in their bubble and then those families get it and it's just gonna right like i i the whole we've got to save the economy people i feel like this is going to crash economies hard that yeah yeah Yeah. just there's a a good chance the second wave will be much much worse than the first wave because the first wave there was a lot of social buy-in to the need to kind of let's pause things let's 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 get the kids out of school let's get social benefits rolling but now it's uh 
it's the case of well, you know, the kids got to be in school, and no, the, they don't. In, in Canada, the the CERB benefit or CERB C E R B is is dropping from two thousand a month to I think four hundred a week. So that's a twenty percent haircut on that benefit. That's going to hit a lot of people who whose whose industries haven't magically reappeared, right? If you're if you're in the restaurant and food and beverage services industry, um, it's not like suddenly you're back at work. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, but the vast bulk of them aren't. And you're getting a 20% pay cut. Here you go. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder. I think my my hunch, I don't know. I, I, I can't point to direct evidence for this, just historical evidence. Second waves tend to be bigger. Uh, probably related to a lot of the factors that we're experiencing. It's that burnout, that indifference, uh, which kind of translates into kind of governmental indifference. Mm-hmm. And the virus never sleeps. The virus never gets bored. And boom. And then you add on top of that respiratory virus season. So there are going to be all sorts of people who are getting the flu and the coronavirus, which I have a feeling is going to be a pretty deadly combination. Because coronavirus is already deadly enough. Flu is already deadly enough. They probably going to be an enormous physiological burden together that will extraordinarily strain your heart your blood vessels your lungs and we're going to see heart attacks we're going to see strokes we're going to see respiratory failure just as cases are already climbing hospitals are getting fuller again icus are going to be full so can we expect to see people dying in hallways again like in april Maybe, maybe, I hope not, but, uh, I mean, remember back in April in BC, we quickly emptied out all the hospitals to, to make space. Mm-hmm. That's not happening this time. We're not seeing a big emptying of the hospitals um, in response to that kind of the way it hit northern Italy so hard and so fast. Mm-hmm. So is, is Canada looking at, is it our turn in the Italy blender? I hope not, but... Yeah, when we do have many more contact tracers in place, we have much better handle on how the virus spreads. Yeah. But is that enough to actually stop it? I guess time will tell. I So my hope for us, at least for Canada, and I guess specifically for BC, is that they are keeping an eye on things so closely mm-hmm. that when it does all go, like I think right now they're probably like, maybe it won't be too bad. But I, if if what we are fearing happens, that this wave just surges, uh, I I'm fairly confident they'll go. Okay, whoa. Okay, <laughs> time to clamp down again. Time to actually lock down. Time to time to f- enforce masks. Uh, and I I think they're probably prepped to be able to do that quickly as well. Like, I hope so. I mean, I remember back in March, April, when uh, they first introduced the the, the four-stage plan, which mm-hmm. is very similar to the stages everywhere else. Um, the idea was, hey, we can move up stages. We can also move down stages as well if we have to. And, hey, if we got to go back to stage two, that's okay. Um, yeah. But will the federal government support be there to the same level of robustness this time? I hope so. I don't know. Plus, have- here in B.C., we're having a provincial election Yeah, in the middle of all this. Now, uh, all of you folks, if you're in BC, get yourself one of these. This is a mail-in ballot. Um, I highly recommend it. I got it for myself. It's my voting package. I uh, haven't filled it out yet because it just came in the mail Friday. 
But um, there's been higher demand than ever for vote uh, voting mail uh, packages. I think there were over 200,000 demanded, which is kind of amazing in a province of 5 million, considering the previous highest number of vote-in, I think, was around 20,000. So it's already 10 times the demand it usually is. Um, but I think absolutely this should be the... If there's ever going to be a mail-in election in BC, this is the election that should be the mail-in election. Don't go stand in lines on polling day. Please don't do that. Uh, in, as flu season is taking off and the coronavirus second wave is taking off. So the deadline to uh, register to vote by mail was yesterday, sadly. Oh, so we're telling you. Uh, so, OK, literally all I did was just mock and torment you by showing you my vote by mail packet. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you don't don't register by the deadline, you can still register when you vote in person. Oh, or by. Oh, so this is registering to vote. Uh, what is going okay. on here? Uh, so if you are a registered voter, you can. So go if ahead you and are a registered voter, I guess yes. Okay, so that's what this article is saying. Okay. Any voter in the province can request a vote by mail package from Elections BC online or by calling voter services. At. Hey, let's just put this link in the thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there. You can read that if you're in BC. Do it. Do I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna go get that. Yeah, I'm gonna request that package myself. We don't have a postmaster general who is taking apart mail sorting machines. Uh, we don't have wild conspiracy theories about voter fraud in Canada. All elections in Canada are run by Elections Canada. It is mm -hmm. a nonpartisan governmental organization. The chief electoral officer of Canada, by law, cannot vote. It is a nonpartisan position. And the integrity of Canada's elections is secure. Yeah. So get your package and pop it in the mail. Why aren't more Make things... Why aren't more electoral things done by independent, like enforced independent parties? That's what I always worry about when I hear about uh, gerrymandering in the United States. Like, Absolutely it amazing, right? blows yeah. my mind that the party that wins gets to redraw the map for the next election. That makes, yeah. Yeah. that is the sign of a broken democracy to me. <laughs> like, yeah, nonsense. So, so, yeah, and so in Canada, again, you know, we have nonpartisan... Um, groups that create electoral boundaries and they're basically created uh, they try to adhere to just it, it, it kind of looks like a square and it is supposed to be representative of a population group um <clears throat> and that's really about it so which is kind of how it should be everywhere so that everybody's vote counts as a vote yeah um get your shit together america democracy <laughs> 1.0 <laughs> right the world is Whoop. Seriously, do you're like you guys are on the Windows XP of democracy? <laughs> Catch up. Catch up. Yeah. Catch up. To Windows 10. All right. Yeah. Brutal. Sorry for that temporary glitch there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I popped to a different screen for a while uh, on the on the uh, on the stream. Oh, let's let's get into news. We've got some good yeah. news here. Uh, Rob, do you want to lead off with that? Yeah. So uh, a big agreement. There are 156 nations that just on their own. Um, have decided to create a consortium to uh, share vaccine development and vaccine rollout and essentially have said, you know what, we're never going to get anywhere trying to do this through the UN because the Security Council is going to veto any effort. So screw the UN. We're just going to go ahead and do this so we don't have to sit there listening to Russia, China and the US bicker. Um, 
<clears throat> because of their their opposite interests or so they say and somebody's going to veto it we're just going to go ahead and do it and we did it and um there's now information sharing there's technology sharing there's going to be vaccine sharing uh it, it it it's almost sort of what we had hoped that the un would do right but the, pan the pandemic is for <laughs> forcing us to create organizations actually doing the un's job and that's fine, as long as the job's getting done. And what do you know? Who didn't sign the deal? China and the U.S. Wah, wah. Is Russia in? I don't know, but I believe Russia uh, they're is They're not in. in the article, but so they're not mentioned in the article either way. I just did a quick is there, search. Is the, is the list of all 156 countries in the article? Uh, oh, let's see. Because then you could, just do like a, you could just do a control F. Oh no! I read. I reloaded it, and now it's saying that I have to register to read it. God, hold on. <laughs> it's okay. Ran out of your free uh, free articles for the month. Yeah, it's all right. There's incognito mode for that. Well, uh, incognito mode has been has been corrupted by news agencies. They know when you're in incognito mode now. Yeah, uh, Google is pulling out the ability to do that. They have to do some fairly big changes to to the Chrome browser, but. They don't want oh, so, you to be able to detect that it's an incognito browser, yeah. Oh, so Chrome is going to... Oh, so it's measures and countermeasures. Yes, and Google 100%. Is gonna, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so all, yeah, all you kids out there, incognito mode isn't just for porn. It's for news sites. Yeah. So you don't run over your five article a month limit. Here we go. Where is it? There was a list of... <laughs> Joe can't get there I, from here. I can't find a list. No. Anyway, sorry. All right. I can't. So find we list. don't know. We don't know. We know China is out. The U.S. is out. Russia maybe in, possibly in. Um, so let us know in the comments. So what is America's plan for a vaccine then? Oh well, Trump <laughs> announces that he'll overrule the FDA <laughs> on a vaccine. So sorry, America. You know, for the next what is it monthish. Uh, five, six weeks, you're still in Trump land. And um, even though half of you hate him, you gave him, you know, you gave him, you gave him the golden ticket and he's using it. So uh, Trump has announced that he'll overrule the FDA, uh, which doesn't mean that he'll stop a vaccine that he thinks is unsafe. Um, <laughs> of course not. It's going to um, probably, and, and like we talked about last week, uh, there seem to be some shenanigans around Pfizer. So it could be that Pfizer um, comes out to an early lead and uh, applies for an emergency use authorization. Yeah. And Trump picks up the phone at 11 at night and says, make that happen. And um, as as we've all found out to our horror, because, you know, what happens to America definitely affects Canada and certainly affects the rest of the world. There are a lot fewer constitutional checks and balances on executive authority than you all thought. And he could probably just make that happen. And so you'll see lines of red hats getting their um I, their fda vaccine and he'll will be they though Pardon that's me? will they though yes yeah, good question because there that's there's a that's where q lives and q and anti-vax uh yeah. basically they've had their shotgun wedding so remains to be seen yeah this is uh, this is very interesting because he's been spreading like it's it's a hoax it's bullshit they all think oh he's just playing the long game we're not yeah. even going to need a vaccine and then 
like it's obvious why he's doing this. He wants to announce he's got a vaccine before the election so that people will vote for him because he's got a vaccine. But the thing is, those people who want to vote for him don't believe in vaccines. Yeah. But Trump doesn't pay attention to a lot of the nuance in his base. He never heard of Q before he got in. Clearly had never heard of Q before he got asked about it and said, well, uh, I hear they like me and I hear they're patriots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he he knew about them. He knew about them. But that was clearly all he he knew, right? (laughs) Yeah, they like him. That's Yeah, Uh, he, he knows that they're nuts, but he also knows that they like him. And so that's all he cares. Right. That's why he won't talk about him. Um, I wonder if he's in a in a no win situation though, because like, in order to like legitimately win the election, legitimately, like he could still steal it. He's gonna need to convince those voters who totally believe that a vaccine is real. But he's gonna have to like that they that he has a vaccine or that he's done something to actually do anything about COVID. Well, I mean, the the good thing if you're Trump is the the hardcore rabid base is gonna vote for him regardless, and he's right. gonna try. So it is a win so, to try and leverage with whoever might be still persuadable at this point. But I don't know who that is. Like, yeah, I don't know either. If you're on Team Trump, you don't believe in a vaccine. And if you're not, you are not going to believe Donald Trump declaring a vaccine over the FDA. So I... Yeah, he doesn't know that. He's just going for it. He's just going for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ischemia so brings Ischemia up... Allows- should Canada be a pal and invade us again real quick? Well, you need to watch The Mouse That Roared. That was a country that invaded America and, and somehow ended up winning. They were going to invade, immediately surrender, and then seek foreign aid. <laughs> but they actually ended up winning the war. And uh, um, it's, a I think, a Peter Sellers movie from oh, okay. back, back in the day. Way back in the day, because, I mean, he died in 79. Uh, revealing my age. Um yeah, I loved Peter Sellers when I was a kid. I was devastated when he died. I was 10 years old. It was the worst thing that ever ever happened. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> wow. I, I all these the years, Peter. I learned something new. Hey, how about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could I could quote the Pink Panther movies, like, okay. end to end. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you know, we'd consider it, but it could turn out, it could turn out pretty badly for us. <laughs> and, uh. I don't like, think if you, you wanted a war against America, would you would you want it, Joe? What do we gain? What do you would you want it? I, I no. right. And also, war is what you guys have been focusing on. Like you put all your stat points into war lately, and you're asking yeah. all the all you're asking the country who put all its stat points into diplomacy, and some into social services to switch to a military thing. No, it's, it's not. It's yeah. not how we fight. Yeah, we could get spanked pretty hard. I think what we have to do is instead perhaps open the borders to reasonable Americans. We'll need some kind of uh, anti-Q test at the border. And mm. then just invite all the reasonable ones up here. And then for about 20 or 30 years or so, you know, a whole other generation of people to be created. That's when we build our industrial base. And then we're ready to return those people to America by coming down militarily. You can't just switch your economy over to a military right away. And you need the productive... I've been playing way too much Stellaris in Civilization lately. So what I'm telling you is we can't do it. Sorry. 
And the border test question could be something like this. So do you want to save the children? And if the <laughs> yes is rejected. You answer yes, you're rejected just, at the border. Just if ask somebody, If somebody says like, yeah, or I don't know what you're asking me. Okay, come in. Come in. Is healthcare, we should make sure something everybody has. Yeah. Okay, you're in. Yeah. Trump's a level nine multi-class bard barbarian. He uses brute force when his awful flavor of charisma doesn't work. Right? But he was, so he's a barbarian who was born into an aristocratic family. Right. So so every time his bullshit barbarian low diplomacy score fucks things up, the aristocratic benefit jumps in and nobody can say anything or call him on it because that's the prince's son. That is that is Fred Trump's darling. How we cannot possibly he has the power of so much money. Let him get away with it. And so that barbarian through his whole life got away with all his bullshit. Uh, I Trump is they're going to be tearing apart Trump's how Trump became Trump for a long long time and, his money and the DM says okay yeah well he hasn't been tossing a whole lot of money as we are discovering from the tax returns today but, just to, uh, I wish I could have paid no federal tax in 10 of the last 15 years I'd be wow I'd, I'd right? be in much better shape yeah yeah, yeah. but but it's not tossing money. It's that your money gives you an intimidation bonus, right? To any role that you make, right? Like like when, when you try to go after Trump to pay on a bill that he hasn't paid you, he threatens to pay his lawyers to sue you instead. And like he will, so that more often than not, he doesn't have to, so that overall it costs him less money. God, I hate this guy. I hate fucking rich people. Uh, so yeah, let, okay, let's move on. Speaking of assholes <laughs> and pointing out that Canada's not uh, the, the land of milk and honey that everybody thinks it is. Yeah. We're in a bit of trouble. We're in a bit of trouble up here. So, uh, I mean, the title I've written in our research document is assholes threaten BC's Dr. Bonnie Henry's life. Um, BC's chief health officer says she's received death threats and abuse. She's has to, she's had to have security at her house. Um, so uh, she's been this just level-headed, mild, straightforward, confident, but calm, like, leader for BC. She's been making all these great decisions for us and, and being just, like, outstanding for BC. And she's getting death threats. What a time to be alive. What a time to be. Yeah. I tell you that information superhighway has really carried through with the information of a lot of humans are garbage. Like mm. we're all we're all happy about we'd have the Internet. And you know, speaking as an old guy who lived pre-Internet, we've got this information superhighway. All this information to your fingertips, especially knowledge that people are garbage. Or just, you know, very emotionally activating disinformation, which always has the advantage over real information. Yeah. Because the real universe just isn't enough for a lot of people. They, oh. they want the universe to conform to their biases, right? So yeah. one of my, my favorite uh, examples, I think, of, of people who... Not not disinformation, but... but, but uh, oh... Um, ah, yeah. So the anthropologist Wade Davis, uh, who studied the interaction of 
people and plants and particularly pharmacologically active plants okay um what you know um he 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 talked about how maybe certain pharmacological properties in plants could be responsible for for part of the voodoo effect in haiti he studied that but also there's a lot of you know cultural and, and psychological effects and um people said you know in an interview once somebody said um wow that so it's just it's just it's just plants that you know you, you kind of take some of the wonder and the mystery out of the universe and he just kind of shouts into the microphone plants eat light isn't that good enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah right like can you imagine if all you had to eat was light the universe is already pretty great if you know how to try to dial into it there's a lot of things out there that are wonderful and wondrous and COVID 19 is real uh that in itself is a source of amazing wonder these these tiny uh naturally created killer robots are trying to get inside you and mess you up bad yeah we have the tools to stop them but no that's not good enough um you 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 have to uh accept the fact that there's this overarching conspiracy and blood libel and adrenochrome and you're just trying to control us with Bill Gates microchips. But at least the people responsible for our health are going to keep us fully informed as to all of the information around us, like, say, listing school COVID-19 cases. Well, there, uh, yeah, so um, in BC, as you know, we've talked about the Nanaimo bathtub races, and they're underway. There have been, been <laughs> list, schools that have been listed with okay. exposures, uh, and those lists have been put together by reporters so far. Because um, the provincial health office or an officer has said, you know, we're not going to list all schools where there are COVID-19 cases. And I suspect this is probably similar to back in March, April, whenever there were cases in communities, if there weren't, if there wasn't a risk to the public, Dr. Henry would specifically not name the town. So uh, she wouldn't say, oh, there's a case in Cranbrook and freak out the people of Cranbrook. Mm -hmm. If there was a, an outbreak in Cranbrook, she'd say, OK, yes, there's an outbreak in Cranbrook. It's at this farm. Um, health officers are on the scene and investigating and it's contained and we don't think there's a risk to the public at this time. Whereas a lot of other provinces were saying, yeah, there's a, there's there's X number of cases here, X number of cases there. Uh, the okay. BC position was the virus is everywhere in the province and you just need to be universally using these precautions back then it you know it wasn't masks that that hadn't kind of come into the discussion yet and bc has still kind of been soft peddling on masks even though the evidence is just crushing crushingly overwhelming at this point mm -hmm. that masks are effective uh it's been a very uh, a libertarian approach on masks rather than a mandated approach on masks and i guess that's you know that's not an unreasonable philosophical position you can take um it's just kind of a drag that we don't have a mask mandate you know even on even ontario has a mask mandate and it seems to be going fine and, and mm -hmm. nobody's like o overly freaking out about it um it does seem like a lot of our of our stores and stuff ha are doing their own mask mandates. yeah so. so businesses are starting to do it privately yeah um and but if you're a parent it, don't you just want to know if there's been a case in your school? Don't you just want to know that? Like, yeah, there's a case. Uh, it was in the the, care, the custodial staff, but there's uh, the individuals in quarantine. There's no risk to the public. 
uh, carry on. But now it just kind of feels, it just kind of feels ominous. I don't, I don't know if they're doing a great job on the public communication because there's, mm-hmm. there's high level of fear that is not being addressed when you say, well, we're not going to tell you the list of where all the school outbreaks are. Yeah. What? But stay yeah. in your bubble of six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your bubble of six that then connects to another bubble of six in five and different places. Like, like a schemeal says, it's like Among Us, but someone isn't an imposter. They're just sick. Totally. Oh, I was thinking that while we were playing, I didn't even mention it while we were playing, but yeah, it's totally a COVID simulator. Dude, are you going to cough on me? Don't cough on me. Mm. Uh, We have a couple of news articles on Sweden. Uh, Let's get, we got to get through these. Um, At first we were like, oh yay, Sweden's changing their, their mind on stuff. Sweden, of course, being famous for, I will just let it go. We'll get herd immunity. Um, And the two articles are Sweden's, Sweden's worrying infections might mean a change. And then another one that says, uh, the, the title is Sweden Shifts in No Lockdown Strategy, but when I looked at the article, it was literally their health guy going, yes, we might allow localized lockdowns of up to two to three weeks. And so, Rob, did we did you crash or your eyes My, just closed? Uh, oh, I can hear you, but your eyes are frozen closed. I thought that you were just closing your eyes and going, listen to Joe talk. Just listen to him talk. <laughs> It's so odd. Can you hear me, Rob? I don't think Rob can hear me. Uh, we're both on? Uh, we're I, both frozen. Both frozen. I, okay, both frozen. I'm not frozen. Okay. All right. Let's uh, yeah. Let's re- let's redo the call completely. We're just gonna redo this call. Hold on. There we go. Pop it out. Bring it over here. Bring it up there. What did I even have on that monitor? Oh, you got to see YouTube video. So, uh oh, what's going on? We're having some technical difficulties here, folks. Stream is disconnected. Attempting to reconnect. Uh. Oh, hold on. Did my internet go out? I think it's a Discord issue. Uh, I, think, I can hear you now, Joe. Oh, yeah, I think it might be actually an internet problem because I am also oh, seeing okay. a problem now. Although that means we're back, so it could mean... Oh. And my Twitch just um, my Twitch stream just restarted. Okay. So maybe maybe it was an issue, or maybe it was an internet issue. I think my router had a quick burp. Yeah. Um, router router burps. Okay. Because on my end, I wasn't frozen. You froze, but I could actually hear you a little. And yeah. Uh, my my streaming software actually uh, like said right. connection problems, but we're back. It looks like we're back now. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So Sweden's been getting hara- uh Tegnell Tegnell's been getting hassled. What are you gonna do? And he said, "Well, we might have local lockdowns, and and that's really it. That's the whole story." You read, yeah. you actually read the article, and he just kind of waffles around. Yeah, it's. Here, let's just put the link up. I I don't like this article at all. It's. But mean, meanwhile, taking a much stronger stand, the state of Florida, Florida restaurants and bars, <laughs> oh God, fully opened by the governor, and there's this amazing map 
Um, is there a way to get our top story this morning? This, the governor uh, has issued a sweeping I'm talking order. about this one here up as uh, as media. So, yeah, I can put them showing up, the uh, pull the, the, the ketchup red of uh, yeah. What's going on? So so Florida currently has uncontrolled community spread, and the Florida governor has ordered um, bars oh, and restaurants. That's not the right one. Fully open. <laughs> Sharing the wrong screen. Oh, that's our. Yeah, that's, that's hold our on, I got it. There we go. You can't give you can't give away the I told, recipe. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Make your own podcast. Just make a Google document of what you're gonna say and then talk about it. There's the secret. Okay, here we go. Here's the here's the image. Calm down. So Florida, for those who don't know, is, uh, you know, it's right here, and it's that nice ketchup red, which means uncontrolled spread, and um, we're gone. And on top of this, somehow, the the governor of Florida thinks that he's going to be some kind of, like, hip guy that appeals to um, college students in the state. Yes, and with introduce the introduction of right to party legislation. So if you remember the Beastie Boys, you used to have to fight for your right to party. Well, now in Florida, you don't have to. The revolution is complete. It only took thirty-five years, but here we are. Excuse me. And is it going to be a triplet? I'm just a yeah. Usually, I always sneeze in couplets. Sometimes triplets. <laughs> Um. Ah, what else? What other news do we have? And so, there's been another uh, proven second infection from a new strain. Uh, luckily, this isn't happening much, but it could be some of it just happening that we're not missing. Because mm -hmm. folks who have chronic <laughs> symptoms, if they catch it again acutely, it might not feel or look that much different from mm. the chronic or the long COVID that they're going through. Right. But the fact that this is happening again, and we keep documenting it, and we're proving it with genetic assays like no genetically this is a different strain than you had before mm -hmm. uh, just speaks to the need for a vaccine we absolutely need a vaccine for this virus if we're going to achieve herd immunity well you need a vaccine to any virus to achieve herd immunity herd immunity through infection is not a thing that's a right-wing misinformation it really points. really yeah sometimes a disinformation talking point but yeah like we talked about a few weeks ago even in the case of measles, which can only infect you once and gives you lifelong immunity, before the measles vaccine, there were a million cases a year around the world. Uh, so, and and the, the the measles virus had been with us for millennia. Mm -hmm. So after millennia with a perfect virus, herd immunity was never achieved. Herd immunity is not a thing without a vaccine. You heard it here. I stand by it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Move on to yeah. science. Yes. Let's let, so, let's talk about how South Korea has eliminated coronavirus risk from foreign travelers. Uh, you checked out this article. Explain to me what they're doing. So uh, I was a, a reporter from Korea who went back to visit her parents talking about all the um, the restraints that were in place going to Korea versus coming back from Korea. And it was it was absolutely amazing. Right. So to get on the airplane. uh had to have all sorts of paperwork approved. Okay, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? How long are you going to be there? And then on the way, uh, so before getting on the flight, then there was like the thermal scan. Uh, on the flight, 
there was information, okay, where are you going? Do you have a plan? Or do we need to put you into government-sponsored 15-day quarantine hotel? Um, and when you arrive, you get tested the morning after. As you're going through customs, you have to download an app. You have to show them you've downloaded. You have to show them you've set the correct permissions for the app. They take your device and confirm that everything's correct. They want a phone number of somebody who's going to be responsible for you as a contact if you're not going into quarantine. Okay. They phone that person regardless of what time it is, and they confirm that that person is there answering the phone. They ask them all sorts of questions about you, and they ask them, are you legally willing to accept responsibility for this person? Then they come and get you. The, off you go. The morning after you arrive, you go for your coronavirus test, and it's quick because there's lots of tests and lots of testing sites in Korea. If you remember when we talked about this back in, in late March, they had initially, and we've, a lot of people have forgotten this by now, they had the fastest growing uh, trajectory in the world for a while because of that outbreak uh, linked to a church. Mm -hmm. um, and they got on top of that by basically like testing a million people uh, connected with that outbreak, testing a wide map of people right away. So then when you're there, they call you every single day. And, and while you have that app on that okay. everybody in the country has, it's sending you pings, sort of like Amber Alert, that, you know, oh, there's been a case in this village next to your village or the town or the city. Um, and then when you go back to the airport at the end of your holiday, you got to take a special approved vehicle, and everyone's in masks, and you go through this approved process then you get on the plane, you come back to America, and you get handed a pamphlet from the CDC saying, distance, wash your hands, and if you feel you need to, self-isolate. So that's the difference between traveling to, uh, traveling to Korea and traveling to the U.S. And all of that seems pretty reasonable, like for something this big of a deal. And I right. love the idea of, do you agree to be responsible for this person? Because yeah. that yeah. you get that question from the government, and you go, "Oh, fuck! That guy's an asshole." Uh, no, no, no. Send him back. <laughs> like <laughs> you, like literally, is my friend gonna wear their mask, or are they some dumb anti-masking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, gonna be a mega mega jerk about this. Yeah, uh, and you just never know, right? You never know with some people. So. Uh, I wish everybody was doing that. I wish Canada was doing that. Yeah. We, we're sort of in between. Canada always ends up being <clears throat> mama bear when it comes to things. Yeah, it would be nice if you could please do this thing that would be good for everybody. You yep. know, yep. it's no trouble. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I'd rather that than fascism. But yeah, Masks they could... are great and I wear a mask and you should wear a mask too. You That's should totally wear a part. mask. Yeah. Uh, that should be what we say to Canadians. And then if you're not Canadian, we should do the, but you guys, you're second class citizens, wear a mask <laughs> or else. <laughs> uh, so you, I'm going to jump straight to the, uh, the app roundup. Cause I think that's, sure. that's a good way to lead. So, uh, Rob and I have talked about the Canadian COVID alert, uh, app that we use. It, apparently it's not still not quite turned, turned on in BC, some provinces haven't agreed to kind of roll it out yet. Right. For some, I don't know why, but uh, it's really odd. it works on my phone. I get yeah. an alert every week telling me about my exposures, even though it, 
apparently it hasn't been turned on in BC, and my location is set yeah. to BC, so... Well, so what the turned on mean is that there's no way in BC for somebody who who confirms COVID to provide their number that then tells everybody they've connected to, hey, this person that you connected to has COVID. Well, I wonder why it's telling me that I've had zero exposures. Because nobody's been able would... to report. You think, you think instead it would say this app is not yet activated. Yeah, no it should. It should. Because one of these is not false reassurance. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Uh, anyway, huh. so that's the that's the Canadian one called COVID Alert. Uh, these all use a thing called uh, Exposure Notification System ENS, which is a, an API, which is an application programming interface, uh, which is that's a way for your program to connect to other programs is what an API is. You can think of it as just a, a kind of a programming connector that other programs can connect to and go, give me some information back and forth. Uh, so Canada's not the only one that has this. A bunch of American states, uh, Alabama, Delaware, Guam, Nevada, North Carolina, North Dakota, Wyoming, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, as well as a lot of countries have uh, have apps using this, this uh, system. And AndroidPolice.com, which is my favorite uh, Android news website, has a regularly updated roundup of these apps that are available. So no matter where you are, you can go to this page that we linked in chat, uh, if you're just listening to this or watching this or something and you want that, just Google Android Police COVID Tracing App Roundup and you'll you'll find it. There's no way that won't be the number one result. Get it on your phone. These are great. The, we've we've gone over why these are secure before. They're only using Bluetooth, so they're only connecting to people's Bluetooths that are very near you because Bluetooth is within about a six to ten foot range. And all that it's passing is it makes a random number and goes, hey, here's a random number I made. That's it. Uh, and it keeps track of all the numbers it gives out. And then if you get COVID you get a number that it then tells everybody who had those numbers that you generated, hey, somebody you connected to had COVID, and then go in and get tested. And that's the way that we don't have to randomly test everybody. We test everybody you came in contact with, which is going to be a much more efficient way of finding all the people uh, who have been exposed. Yeah, good stuff. I Yeah, I who do we talk to in BC to get that turned on, Rob? Well, I think it probably ultimately is a decision of... Uh... I don't know if it's the BC Center for Disease Control or the provincial health officer or that has to come from the Minister of Health level. Yeah. But uh, because in the Canadian Constitution, uh, health is provincial, anything that's federally initiated that relates to health, the provinces have to voluntarily get on board. Right. So come on, BC, get on board. Uh, we have another study saying that most homemade masks are doing a good job. Uh, I th did you find the you found the actual study? Do you still have that yeah, link up? Yeah, I found the link to the actual study. I will put that. So we won't in... go into it too much. It's just saying a lot of it's what more we've already same. said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, medical medical masks or those blue uh, three layer kind of special fabric or not fabric but you know fancy technical paper masks uh, are the most breathable and have the most stopping power for droplets, but. Even uh, a wide variety of homemade fabric masks um, are are breathable and stop droplets with good good efficacy enough to you know significantly reduce your risk of yeah. um, outbound and inbound transmission. Yeah, we've we've had a few that have like even listed the the effectiveness of things. And I remember one that was like scarf fifty percent. Don't bother. 
And I was like, wait. Oh, bandanas. Or bandanas. bandanas. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, if all I've got's a bandana, I'm going to wear the band. I'll take 50%. I'll, You're right. I'll, I'll take it. Like, it's better than nothing. And try um, and double the thing up or, or tie yeah. it so it's, so it's not just going flap. <laughs> oh yeah for sure right <laughs> totally tied into a uh do they talk about how well they work against aerosols uh good question um this is more like uh this is a study of droplets of different sizes uh, and they've got this like uh fancy here i'll pull, see if i can pull up this image um Oh, come on. So while you pull that up, uh, so I'm Rob's the doctor, but my feeling on the whole COVID can aerosolize thing is, yes, it can, but in generally small amounts. But there are times when those small amounts could accumulate and actually cause a problem. Um, But I don't feel like COVID aerosolizing, like floating around in the air the same way that measles does as a much smaller molecule. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a thing to be overly worried about at this time. I think it's I think you're much more it in is. danger of getting coughed on by somebody directly with big droplets while you don't have a mask on. Okay, so I'm gonna have to quit COVID to do it. So, or I mean, sorry, quit Discord. So I'm not gonna bother. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's this nice image. It, uh, but I can put put the link into yeah, the the, link uh, the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but generally, yeah, so um, I guess the short answer is we don't know. Uh, the, you know, the traditional, I mean, traditionally speaking, um, regular kind of cloth masks don't work against aerosols, which are roughly the five micrometer range and smaller. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're learning a lot about aerosols that we didn't know before. And so these all these issues probably just have to be reexamined. Mm-hmm. Um neat uh, Fauci was giving this update and saying you know we've learned a lot from our colleagues in physics whereas before previously we thought that anything larger than five micrometers was ballistic and was just being pulled down to the floor by gravity the physics aerosol physicists have shown us convincingly that the, there are droplets the aerosol particles larger than five micrometers that are carried aloft and can be carried some distance so uh, we're having to revise our um, our understanding of uh, transmission constantly. So one yeah. nice thing, as you know, as we talked about previously, that's knowledge we don't have to give back. Uh, we get to keep that for when we move on to pandemic 2.0. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, even at, but as we've talked about previously, even if you know if you're wearing a mask and and something gets through, typically the mask stops enough that you're much more likely to have an asymptomatic case or a mild case mm-hmm. because your infectious dose is smaller so your immune system can get the jump on it right. a little bit quicker. So that's a good thing, too. Ischemia is talking about uh, telling telling their patients when they ask um, right. that I think that's probably the message to convey, which is we don't, we don't totally know, but we're pretty sure it's going to at least reduce the amount that gets through, and that will probably, even if it does something, reduce the severity of your symptoms. Yeah, um, so the the message is still wear that mask. It's, just wear it. Just wear it. It's protects not like it's not like you're gonna go. Oh, this mask doesn't protect me against aerosols and throw it away. That's like saying, 
oh, this bulletproof vest doesn't stop me against like armor headshots. piercing. Yeah, headshots. <laughs> Great, that's exactly right. Oh, this bulletproof vest doesn't help me against headshots. Pah. Throw it away. In the meantime, people are just aiming center mass all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we talked about the gargle test. Should we go over this quickly? Because we've we're almost at an hour in. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so BC is working on a gargle test. Uh, they haven't published accuracy on it yet, so we don't know. But the nice thing is, like a lot of these rapid tests that are coming, uh, if a test is if it's right in front of you and you can do it in 15 minutes and don't have to send it off to a lab, it's okay if it has less accuracy because you can either just readminister the test. Or you can go back to the gold standard and still go ahead and get a PCR. Mm -hmm. What this should do is tell us uh, information right away whether somebody is more likely or less likely to have the uh, coronavirus, which can be really important information. Yeah. Uh, if you test positive and it's a false positive, well, we can just retest you. Um, and if you kind of come up with a positive and a negative, uh, we got to split the difference. Okay, well, why don't we isolate you until you get a PCR? And if the PCR is negative, then come on back. Gmail uh, has a question I don't think that we have looked into at all. Have you heard about this, Rob? Might be something. Uh, we know, yeah, so we know the virus is present in semen. We have no idea what its infectious potential is. Hmm. I'd say your for now, is... avoid bukkake. Like, you don't want to get it in your eyes. There's probably, you know, there's probably a lot of good reasons to avoid that anyway that have to do with <laughs> other, other uh, transmissible infections. But... Um, yeah, just add yeah, coronavirus. Should generally. Yeah, always yeah. a solid rule. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, many of my patients are like, we wore masks, but not condoms. Well, yeah. All you can do is go, we don't know. We've detected the virus in semen, in seminal fluid. Beyond that, mm. Better safe than sorry. I mean, come on. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like, because. Like, uh, I, I hate condoms. Why take that risk? Yeah. Yeah, and there's a new study. Uh, speak this. This will speak to our folks who've in, 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 that watch the show that have had the virus and are uh, suffering with uh, mm. symptoms. Now, persistent fatigue is a significant burden for more than half of coronavirus night. Uh, sorry, coronavirus patients. Half. Um, so, long long COVID, which we thought affects maybe 15 to 20 percent of people. There are folks who just have fatigue as their ongoing burden and there's lots of them so let me uh this i don't know where the i couldn't get to the original study but here's the here's the news report anyway uh, and these folks studied uh, researchers at trinity college in dublin found f more than half of the recovered patients examined for a study uh, i wish they had yeah 128 patients mean age of 50 recruited 10 weeks following recovery 54 percent were women 56 percent were hospitalized for covid 19 symptoms uh they used a, a something called the chalder fatigue score a series of 11 questions about lack of energy uh, severity of illness did not determine level of fatigue uh, the researchers noted that women with depression were more likely to experience the post-viral syndrome women made up just over half the study participants but represented two-thirds of those with fatigue uh, analysis of participants' pre-existing conditions. Depression was identified in about in a little over 13% of participants with fatigue and less than 2% of those without fatigue. So there's a link with depression, but it's not a huge link. It's not a link that can explain why more than half are um, are suffering. And it's unclear what the difference, what the what the gender difference is all about. Um, 
again, it's a study that raises more questions than it answers. But uh, even if you are um, phenotypically male, um, this study is telling us that about a third of you are going to end up with uh, chronic fatigue. Uh, we don't know how long that lasts, so because this was 10 weeks after recovery, and uh, it's not clear whether they're going to follow these folks uh, out to resolution. Um, yeah. Here's ischemia. I've got fatigue, tachycardia. My pulse is 124 while sitting and reading calmly last week, feeling feverish, general weakness. And you had your case back in March, didn't you, if I recall? You were you, you got your case quite early, mm -hmm. I seem to remember. But uh, yeah, yeah, so late March, so... Wow. Yeah. So this is uh, uh, a whole lot of months uh, going in, in and um, no break yet. One of the lucky early New York City cases. Lucky. Uh, and it's not just that. It's also it can affect your heart. I'm going to post that link in. We can just gloss over it pretty quickly. But damn. Yeah. As we know. Right. So there's that uh, um, that cardiac um <clears throat> excuse me cardiac bruising would be the way to think about it um unknown what the long-term effects of that are going to be um you know if you if i punch you in the shoulder uh we might expect some bruising in the muscle and that's going to recover <laughs> uh hopefully it's the same thing in cardiac muscle I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out what happens to this inflammatory myocarditis. Yeah. All right, let's do some good uh, news. All right. Dogs. Dogs. Dogs, dogs at Helsinki yeah. Airport. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Oh, dogs deployed at Helsinki Airport can detect COVID with almost 100% accuracy. It's more like 95%. The, the, the Helsinki ones, they're saying 100%, but others are 95 So let's not be all that much. Uh, so... And this test is so simple. Uh, they they perform a wipe uh, on the that is they have a wipe that is swiped on a passenger's skin. It's then placed in a cup, and then they bring that to a separate booth in case people have problems with dogs. Right, so that way there's no direct uh, interaction with the dogs. The dog will sniff the sample. If it detects COVID nineteen, they will make a physical sign. It's my understanding that's usually they'll like lie down or or sit or something yeah. like that. Uh, and they are super, super accurate at this. They're not even sure why. Um, but there was a recent French study uh, where they were trained to, dogs were trained to smell the difference between an armpit sweat from healthy people and those with COVID-19. That was 95% certain. Uh, a recent German study that did the same with saliva samples, 94% accurate. So like dogs can smell COVID or something that a person with COVID releases through their their uh their sweat anyway or through their bodily secretions once again we don't deserve dogs we don't but they just keep hanging around we don't they're so great yeah I so dogs. i mean that, so we'll see if that is a rapid test that gets rolled out because that involves no reagents no spitting in cups yeah. nothing that's just um, terminator predicting the future once again We're, but who knows how long it takes to train dogs to do this i, I have no idea but uh, you know if there's a lot of uh, motivated dog trainers and owners, uh, this maybe could get rolled out pretty fast. Maybe we could redeploy all those airport narc dogs. Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, you've got cannabis in your bag. You're a threat to flight safety. <laughs> well, probably, the, probably the opposite of a threat to flight safety. Yeah, right. But, ah, coronavirus. Okay, that's a threat to flight safety. <laughs> let's, let's let you know what's going on. But just imagine you could have the, the coronavirus pupper at the door as all the kids are coming into school every morning. Like, how amazing would that be? Kids would love it. Yeah. 
you get to see the you know you get to see the covid dog and uh as well as dogs another thing that we don't deserve is horseshoe crabs yeah so there's this great picture here I'm, uh, so i'm gonna share uh, it yeah yeah so there uh there's been a long-standing um product horseshoe crab blood uh, and there's horseshoe crabs being bled uh, and this has been a product that's been used for for decades and decades because it is uniquely sensitive to pyrogens, which are impurities in pharmacological material that are going to be administered, particularly by injection. So um, if you are making pharmaceutical compounds for injection, one of your quality steps is to inject put a little bit of it into material made from horseshoe crab blood to see if it's safe for human administration so that material is available in hospitals all over the world or anywhere that does intravenous injection and now because there are a massive ramp up in coronavirus tests all over the world we're now into 10 phase 3 trials and phase 3 trials typically have around 30,000 individuals so there's suddenly a huge global demand for horseshoe crab blood, um, we'll see how this impacts the global supply because there's still all sorts of drugs that get injected intravenously that need to be tested for uh, pyrogenicity, which means mm -hmm. the ability to, to, it's an impurity that can cause a febrile reaction or a fever in, uh, in a patient. Um, interesting little tidbit, you, you probably didn't know that uh, horseshoe crab blood, and horseshoe crabs are uh, an unsung hero in um, sterile medicine. It's one of the few blue bloods on this world that we should be thankful for. Right. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to disinformation and scams. Uh, oh, we've only got one so far, which is just... It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not even really coronavirus related. It's just infuriating. And, you know, we can't, we can't just keep the infuriating stuff to ourselves. Um, it's, a, it's a channel I follow uh, called Bad Medical Takes. And if you're on Twitter, I highly recommend following Bad Medical Takes. If you want a daily dose or more than daily dose of uh, medical misinformation and infuriation. So the Blonde Patriot says, I've been wondering when seeing St. Jude commercials on TV, if they've been telling parents their kids have cancer, but have been secretly withdrawing adrenaline from the kids instead. For those who don't know, St. Jude's, those are um hospitals that treat children with cancer it's a it's a chain of hospitals and they also do a lot of um work with uh, underprivileged families who can't afford cancer treatment it's just you know it's a purely good thing they treat children with cancer and many of them can't afford the treatment many of the mm -hmm. families can't afford the treatment um and Sherry back replies i've been wondering about this too recently and have been suspicious of saint jude's for years why are there so many kids who have cancer? Oh. Why are there Why, so Joe? many kids with cancer at these cancer hospitals for kids? I mean, just imagine being the, the parents of a kid with cancer and, 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 and just running across this on Twitter. Like, how motivated are you to, to reach the screen and just throttle these people? Get your... Just, just get your... Get your goddamn conspiracies out of my life. Yeah. 
And when you first showed, when you first shared this with me, I was not aware that St. Jude's was a cancer hospital for kids. So my thought was, oh, is this some school where maybe there was like uh, some kind of cancer-causing agent and a bunch of kids there have caught cancer, and now they're claiming that they have. To, but that's not what it was. But anyway, that would have been like less ridiculous to me scammy lover i'm running for the saint jude's fundraisers right now and this is wild yes yes it is wild q is rapidly penetrating all sorts of angles in society it's sort of like you know you spill a bunch of water and it goes everywhere and it always finds the lowest possible level so now we're raising suspicion about hospitals that treat children with cancer well done q Totally. Disinformation of the week. All right, let's go on to denialist of the week. And I'm always getting, a good getting, time. Getting our images ready here. Here we go. So this is Tony Tenpenny from June 29th. Him uh, posting some uh, anti-mask denialism here. Wearing a mask signals one of two things. I've been been manipulated to live in irrational fear, or I am willing to be controlled by a socialist agenda. Wow, both bad things. Those are both bad things. I so the socialist agenda is, hey, let's take care of everybody. So yeah, yeah, not controlled by it. I've signed on. Yes, we should take care of everybody. All right, and then we've got from August second. Why we actually shut down a twenty-two trillion dollar economy for a zero point one percent death rate? Why? July 7th, WTF, really? You have to be kidding me. The CDC and the and the WHO are pure lying asses. They're not telling you the truth. This was uh, from three hours before this uh, got posted. Uh, former Nashville Councilman Tony Tenpenny dies from COVID-19 complications. Folks, please stop denying that this disease is real. Please stop denying that it hurts you, hurts people you love, kills them, leaves a lot of so far unresolved chronic disability in its wake. Just... I, dumb people don't deserve to die. Like, that's a thing. Like, mm. like I just... I want to feel good about this stuff, but, like, being... That foolish should not be a death penalty. Right. Like, even for him, and I, I know we've talked before about feeling bad about all the other people that get hurt and stuff like that. But yeah. even for that guy, he didn't deserve to die because he's that foolish. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Foolishness Fuck. does not warrant a death sentence. Yeah. Although it frequently incurs one, it doesn't warrant it. And uh, let's just, I'll just post this link and we'll talk about it. Uh, so Missouri's anti-mask governor and his wife, his wife <laughs> test positive for coronavirus. Well done. Well done, Missouri. Uh, you don't need government to tell you to wear a dang mask, he previously said. If you want to wear a dang mask, wear a mask. At least he's, at least he's saying that. It's not like he's the Florida governor who is literally not allowing municipalities to close businesses down and not allowing them to enforce mask mandates. <laughs> like, at least he's saying, if you want to wear one, wear one. It's um, a right to party in Florida. You should... Uh, 
until you're too fatigued and short of breath to go to the party. Yeah. Can't stop partying. Can't stop partying. Uh, so let's get on to our, uh, I guess, should we just denialist do the video? The should we just sure, do the video? And... So our denialist of the week, um, this has been an ongoing Twitter war. Uh, there is a disinformation journalist. Uh, his name's Alex Berenson. And he's been in an ongoing battle with uh, virologist Angie Rasmussen. And she finally just had enough and said uh, in a tweet to uh, to Alex, just stop lying about the coronavirus. And he said, oh, lying, big words, show me the evidence. You can't. And uh, this is liability language. So here's a, a super cut she provided. <laughs> Alex is the guy with the uh, Malcolm Gladwell hair there. Um, and, and you'll Look see what I mean. Look at Tucker's face. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just Tucker's resting dope face. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fish, the fish, the fish stick air is where the story is. So he's always at the center of it. I haven't, I haven't watched this yet. This is Joe Fulton reacts to COVID bullshit. We might pause and discuss. Our leaders are spending time haranguing us about masks and destroying the economy with lockdowns. And every day it makes less sense. And every day it's more infuriating, Tucker. The other big issue is masks and this idea that we're going to trade. We're going to reduce some restrictions on businesses. But in return, everybody in Los Angeles County, for example, has to wear masks yeah. when they go outside. Yeah. This is absurd. It's absurd on a number of levels. First of all, there's very, very little evidence that the coronavirus is transmitted outdoors anyway, whether or not somebody's right. symptomatic, whether or not there's a mask. That That's fair, but are they making people wear masks outdoors? I'm not sure. I think in California they might have been. There might have been uh, a really strong mandate at one point. Okay. And back in May, you know, when we just didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. was maybe, you know. I, that's, so I'm going to give him this. It's fair. I don't think we should really have to wear, make people wear masks when they're outdoors. I still, sure. like, I still do. My whole thing is anytime I'm, like, going to be near other people, even outdoors, like when I'm walking to the grocery store, that's generally high traffic, I keep it yeah. on. It doesn't bother me. Uh, but yeah. then as I get close to home, I tend to take it off and keep going. I also don't want to shame people who are outdoors and not wearing a mask. They might have their mask with them and take it very seriously when they're actually close to people. I think that's fine. So, no, there's no science behind this. And by the way, we, we've we've talked, we've shown so much science about this. There's not a lot of evidence that masks would help. I know that some people are saying there's so much evidence that masks help. If he what he's saying is he doesn't. I, I, we knew that in June. I don't I don't know of any evidence means he's not the guy who should be talking here. Well, it's because those states don't have masks. Well, if that's true, how come in Canada where, as far as I know, mask wearing is not required? There has not been a resurgence. There is very because we uh, we did a lockdown. We them anyway. We, we closed a bunch <laughs> of stuff and we told Canadians to wear masks. And in the places where we wore masks, there's less transmission. And when the places where we wore less masks, there's more transmission. Very little evidence that masks work to slow the community transmission that's... of SARS-CoV-2 or any respiratory virus. And that's why until this year, if you look at the recommendations that the CDC and other places made about pandemics, they did not encourage the wearing of masks. Yep. I don't know what has changed in the science. I'm I, oh, I, I believe him. I believe he doesn't know. No, he probably does, and he's lying. I'm talking about community wearing by well people, universal masking. I don't know what's changed. 
there's no real evidence that masks work. Oh, no you real evidence, he's saying. For 20 no. years, we and the WHO, the CDC, the WHA have come up with a lot of different recommendations for what to do about respiratory virus pandemics, about the influenza pandemics mainly. And they did not really recommend masks. You can go look at their recommendations. Yep. There is true. very, very little evidence that masks work. No, of course it's not needed. I mean, as Phil said, very, very limited instances, masks may be useful. This has gone for it's those like August people from, saying we need to shut down society to, oh, if we close down bars and everybody wears a mask, a mask that may or may not do anything for you, then the virus is going to go away. Look so at him starting to waffle is, months after he should be totally very, on board. Very, very little, if anything. Very, very little, uh, if and, anything and, now. And, and, all over Europe, they are reopening despite the fact that there are spikes in cases. For the most part, they're reopening without any outdoor mask mandates, and in some cases, no indoor mask mandates. There is just very, very little See, evidence that. Look at look at how this weasel has changed his tune slightly over time. Now it's no outdoor mask and very little indoor mask mandate. The steps that any of these people want to take. Up to and including full lockdowns, which may or may not have actually worsened the problems in New York and the Northeast. Oh, too yeah, much. I, I, Wow. What a piece of crap that guy is. There's, there's, I don't understand how, like, I get how originally you can be an ignorant person and make these claims. And then the instant that you make these claims, uh, uh, like, the internet tells you how wrong you are. Like, scientists go, you're totally wrong, and here's the evidence that masks work, the thing that you said doesn't exist. And either you look at it and don't care because you want to keep going on to Tucker's show, or you don't look at it and again you should you're not the kind of person who should be on a show talking about this stuff maybe you shouldn't be doing science journalism yeah yeah this guy is a bad science journalist like and it seems like on purpose uh it seems like it seems like they pulled a science journalist from two years ago to talk about covid19 without learning anything about yeah, covid19 yeah. He's right. the uh, Johnny. he's the Johnny Ioannidis of science reporters so he is our denialist of the week Alex well Berenson. Well done, Alex. Your cardboard trophy's in the mail. Fuck. Just, I... Now, time for a palate cleanser. Yeah, some good stuff. So here's what it looks like when a scientist is going after disinformation. Yeah, this is some good stuff here. Do you have any second just, thoughts mm. about your mitigation recommendations, considering the evidence that despite all of the things we've done in the U.S., our death rate is essentially worse than Sweden, equivalent to the less developed world that is unable to do any of the things that you've been promoting. Do you have any second thoughts? Are you willing to look at the data that countries that did very little actually have a lower death rate than the United States? You know, Senator, I, I'd be happy at a different time to sit down and go over detail. You've said a lot of different things. You've compared us to Sweden, and there are a lot of differences. And you said, well, you know. So you've said a lot of different things. I am pretty sure after him saying that, that Dr. Fauci knows of the term gish gallop. That's what I feel. I, he didn't call it a gish gallop, but that is a good way of pointing out, I know how this tactic works, you bullshitter. Right. You know, there are a lot of differences between Sweden. So for, oh, for those who don't know, the Gish Gallup is, uh, what's the guy's first name? Uh, Dwayne Gish? Dwayne, Dwayne Gish. Dwayne Gish was this uh, uh, 
creationist, I think, yeah. who would just... He was a biochemist who, yeah. who basically made his fame and fortune, to whatever degree those were, <laughs> uh, as the founder of the creation CSR, Creation Science Research Institute. Yeah, yeah. And his strategy was just to pile, like, just bullshit, 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 like, just so much bullshit that each part of which took 10 times longer to 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 counter than for him to just say it and so you could never get through every single pile of bullshit that he would bring up in a debate like you would just be like you, you couldn't spend the time on it because you just didn't you'd have even time uh so that's the gish and that's a strategy he would use all the time and we would see from denialists and bullshitters all over anyway but compare sweden's death rate to other comparable no uh, uh scandinavian countries it's worse so I don't think it's appropriate to compare Sweden with us. Yes, we have, I, I think in the, in, in the beginning, we've done things based on the knowledge we had at the time. And hopefully, and I am, and my colleagues are humble enough and modest enough to realize that as new data comes, you make different recommendations. But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really... So that's very antithetical to Republican thought is as new data comes, you make different recommendations, right? That, that that scene is waffling to the right, that yeah. you don't change your mind even when there's new information. And they are going to get us killed because of that. Stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. But you've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How yeah. could we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great no. job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator, and you've done that repetitively in the hmm. past. They got hit very badly. They've made some mistakes. Right now, if you look at what's going on right now, the things that are going on in New York to get their test positivity 1% or less is because they are looking at the guidelines that we have put together from the task force of the four or five things of masks, social distancing, outdoors more than indoors, avoiding crowds, and washing hands. Or they've developed enough community immunity right. that they're no longer having the pandemic because they have enough immunity in New York City to actually stop. I challenge that, uh, Senator. I'm afraid, because I'm afraid I, I want, please, sir, I would like to be able to do this because this happens with Senator Rand all the time. You were not listening to what the director of the CDC <laughs> said, that in New York it's about 22%. If you believe 22% is herd immunity, I believe you're alone in that. Look at that smile. Look at that little smile. <laughs> we stand. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that polite F.U. liar. Um, I'm a big fan. Let me. <laughs> so uh, that's the show. That's our good stuff. We got another good stuff to leave you on, but I think we're going to do our goodbye and then leave you. This is a song that Rob picked out. I barely know anything about it. We're going to play you a video on our way out. Rob, do you have anything you want to say before we head out? Sensation. Don't oh. Bringing back early 80s, post-disco, smooth funk. All right. Let me. This is, yeah. 
Here we go. So uh, again, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for everybody in the chat for uh, saying hi and adding to everything here. Again, please tell people about the show. Try to get them here on Sundays at 7. Uh, we'd really like to see more people show up for the show live. That would be great. Um, we're going to leave you with this. Let me, let me, get, how am I going to do this? I guess I'm going to have to do this through the, Rob, I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna have to do it through here. No, you're right. I don't know how I'm gonna leave us. I think we're gonna have to turn off our cameras, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we can get up and dance. That's what we can do. Have a good week, everybody. I don't know why we're playing this as Rob's, but it's, it's pretty funky. Because we're the age that he's talking about in this song. It's totally true. We are. Alright, I'm going to turn my camera off and my microphone. We'll talk to y'all later.